ever. <laughs> I'm like an Ava song. Yeah, it is. Hi, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> this is Crime, Cults, and Coffee. If you've been following along, welcome back. If you haven't, nice to meet you. We are always this weird. Yes. You're not listening to the wrong podcast. We are always this weird. <laughs> so, we're finally back in the swing of things. If you've listened to last episode, um, we talked about how we had COVID. Yes. But now we're back. We can actually be in the same room. We're no longer contagious. Yes. We can ship stuff out. Shipping we're back is to back work. on. Yes. Yep, we're back to work. So, I'm excited to be back. Same. It's been, what, like two weeks? Three weeks? Almost three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. And I missed recording so much. Me too. I've been like fiending for it. I know. And it's like, we were researching the whole time that we were sick, but... It's, like, not the same as not recording every week. Yeah. And recording together is definitely a different thing than recording over the phone. Yeah, because we're, like, okay, are you you talking or am I talking? Yeah, like, we both go to start talking and we're, like, like, we, we like, can't see that the other person's about to talk. Yeah. But we're back. Yeah. So, today, our coffee that we're reviewing is from Onyx Coffee Lab, and the... Um, brand that we have, or, like, the, the scent that they sent us, or the flavor, I'm sorry, is Geometry. That's what yeah. it's called. So, the notes for this coffee are berries, sweet lemon, earl grey, honey, and it's silky and round in their description. I just have to start off by saying that when I opened the box that they sent us, they sent us two coffees as well, so you'll be hearing about them again. It was literally the most aesthetically pleasing thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes. It was beautiful. Their packaging is insane. Their packaging, their graphic design. Yeah. The, like, feel of their boxes. Yeah. Insane. They're, like, velvety almost. Yeah. It's crazy. And they're very, like, regal looking. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is a really good coffee. We really, really like it. Yeah. Not only do they have, like, insanely beautiful stuff, but, like, their merchandise is unreal. Yeah. They have so many cool things on their website that, like, even if you didn't like coffee or whatever, it's just, their stuff is so cool. It is onyxcoffeelab.com. Yeah. And not only do they have cool merch and cool and aesthetically pleasing looking coffee, Uh their, um, like, events place that you can go to where they... Like, they hold, I guess, if they you want to like, have... small events. Yeah, like yeah. Like, showers or weddings. Yeah. Beautiful. Insane. All exposed brick and just... Oh, Insane. So beautiful. And then, on top of it, like we mentioned, the graphics. They have so many cool designed, like, goods you can buy. Yeah. And they have, like, skulls and snakes. Really, really sick graphic on them. Yeah, and those are on the bags as well. Yeah. So, I... Do you want to talk about what you think about the flavor? Okay, so I forgot to mention last episode that one of the symptoms I had with COVID, I lost my taste and smell. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's going to have to rely a little bit more on Kelsey's reviews than mine. Yes. I It is coming back. I can taste and smell again, but not fully. Yeah. So I can, I can explain what I'm tasting, but it might not be like, a full-blown description like I usually give, so rely a little more on Kelsey for the next couple weeks. Okay, you go first. So, I noticed when I opened the bag and I smelt it, and then we ground the beans up, 
I smelt a lot of the Earl Grey come through, and I smelt the honey yeah, come through. I agree. And, and the honey was, like, the strongest for me. Yeah, it was delicious smelling yeah. beans. It was crazy. Like, as soon as we ground them, we were, like, all standing around the kitchen. We're like, holy shit. My mom holy ate shit. one raw. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hmm. <laughs> um, the taste of it, let me give it a sip. Okay, so I definitely taste mostly the honey. Uh-huh. Um, I also taste a little bit of the bear, like berry yeah. undertone. Mm-hmm. It's really delicious coffee. Yeah. It's strong, but it's not strong to the point where it tastes bitter. Like, I don't think it tastes bitter I don't at think all. it's bitter. Yeah. I think it's different, It's just though. strong. It's yeah. a very different coffee, because when I taste it, it's almost like we did a coffee um, a while ago that had Earl Grey and honey in it. And it almost has, like, the same type of taste as that, but this one, I feel like I can taste the honey and the Earl Grey more. Like, it's more of, like, a tea coffee for me because of the notes. Like, yeah. Like, it, it tastes more of, like, a tea. But it's really good. Like a mix of tea and coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like it, too. Yeah. It's a different coffee as well, and I feel like at the end is when I taste the lemon, like, the citrus. Let me see what I taste at the end from what I can tell. <laughs> from what you can actually taste. I taste the honey at the end. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know. I think it's... It's like a mix of honey and Earl Grey at the end for me. So, yeah, yeah. like you get that little tea vibe at the end. Yeah. So, I'm going to read a little bit about their story. Um, this is written directly from their website. So, it says, years ago, we started telling each other to, quote, never settle for good enough, end quote. It felt perhaps like a piece of branding or a slogan, but over the years, this mentality has developed into a mantra of its own that permeates everything that we do at Onyx, which I love. Mm-hmm. How cute. And the, all of their, well, not all of it, but a lot of their stuff has that uh, mantra on it as well. So cute. It starts with traveling to find the absolute best coffees. This pays out across different countries, continents, and terrains. We maintain, we maintain high standards for how coffee score and taste. When the coffee land at our HQ, we roast the cup and make minute adjustments to the roast profiles until they make the coffee shine in the cup. Aww. So cute. We roast and ship the coffees every day, or every weekday, utilizing solar energy from the roof of our facility. Love it! Another eco-friendly coffee! A sample is taken from each roast and cup for quality to track the characteristics of our coffees and to give them, and to give feedback on the roast profiles. This ensures that every cup of coffee that go- or every cup of coffee that goes out is not only meeting our standards but is truly remarkable. This data is available to view right now on our website. Oh my so you God. can see them like testing, which That's is really amazing. cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Very like intricate and involved in yeah. making the coffee. And then I'll skip down to the bottom because it's a pretty decent size um, paragraph, but it says whether you're a coffee professional or you're just getting started, you can trust that the excellence and hospitality run through the core of every part of our business. Join the pilgrimage. Well, we have joined on I'm a fan. <laughs> we have joined. I'm in. Me too. And another fun fact about them, they offer other services such as catering, local delivery, and they do espresso repair. And I read on their website, which like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I need to go here. They do classes that you can do, like, latte art 
or I forget what the other one was, but you can sign up for classes. How cute is that? I love that. Yeah. I would love learning to make that. Right? Yeah. So cute. They so, also have a creamery. Oh my god. Yeah. Looks like we're going to Arkansas. Honestly, yeah, we forgot to mention, this is located in Arkansas. Yeah, so uh, we'll see you there as soon as the, the pandemic is over. Yeah, give us a little, give us a little time, mm-hmm. but we'll be there. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. I just really like their whole vibe, and I think their packaging's beautiful, and then their coffee is, perf- like, a, a perfect little match to boot. Like, yeah. I think the whole thing is just a... It's like a, a full package. Yeah, yeah. They also have these really cute packages that you can buy on their website where they match up a coffee mug oh. to one of their, like, really aesthetically pleasing boxes of coffee. And the colors that they pick are beautiful. And they're, they match the colors, yeah. yeah. It's Everyone really needs to check out what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their Instagram also is Onyx Coffee Lab. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Check them out. Yeah, yeah, I think we're ready. Do we have anything else to add before we get started? I don't think so. Sorry if we still sound a little congested, but we That's do feel better. Yeah, I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I just sound weird. Yeah. I just sound like I'm holding my nose when I'm talking. <laughs> Sounds like I'm underwater, but it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm not. Oh, thank you for everyone who's been ordering coffee mugs. Yeah, we're blown away. Yeah. Um, As of right now, and this episode's not going to come out for couple weeks so as of right now we only have seven left yep which we're pretty shocked about I know we ordered what 24 just to kind of like test the waters yeah yeah and it's been two days and there are there's only seven left which I mean they're really freezing cold mugs yeah uh actually not just saying it because there are mugs there it that is now one of my favorite mugs. Me too. I They're love that. Clear, it's clear. Yeah. And logos on it. It's so pretty. Yeah. Check it. Check them out. They're under our merch uh, highlights in our Instagram. And some people were a little confused about how to order. All you need to do if you want to order a shirt or a mug or a sticker from us is just send us a DM that you with what you want to purchase, and then we take it from there and give you our Venmo information or our PayPal information and all that. Yep. Simple as that. And that's it. Yeah. And by the way, if you're curious, um, Onyx Coffee Lab's address is 101 East Walnut Street, Rogers, Arkansas. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so grab your coffee and have a morning with us. All right. So we're going to get started. Today's case was actually another request. Woohoo! We love these. <laughs> it was sent in by my friend Julie. And Thank we love you, Julie. Julie. <laughs> yes, and we love her too. She actually sent in Joshua's Ma- Joshua Maddox's case a while ago as well. So she's like the best at sending in requests because they're always crazy. Yeah. So really good ones. Thank you, Julie. We love you. So Today's case is of a girl named Skylar Niece. Um, so basically, I'll just start off with her background like we always do, and then we'll get into it. So her full name was Skylar Annette Niece. She was born February 10th, 1996. She was 16 years old at the time of this story, and she lived in Star City, West Virginia. She was 5 foot 4 inches tall and the daughter of Dave and Mary Niece. She was an only child and she attended University High School um, to become a criminal lawyer, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's a really good aspiration. Uh, She had a 4.0 grade point average, which is amazing. She was really smart. Yeah. 
She also worked at Wendy's at the time. Um, she started high school in 2010, where she was described as intelligent, compassionate, stubborn, and bubbly. Two of her best friends were Sheila Eady and Rachel Schof. So Skylar was in second grade when she met Sheila at a community center. Um, it was like a shack neighborhood house, and it was right outside of Morgantown. She lived about they lived about twenty minutes apart, and they went to different schools, but they stayed friends. And, twenty miles. Oh, twenty miles apart, not minutes. <laughs> not minutes. Twenty miles is worse. When Sheila's mother remarried, the family then moved to Morgantown, and Sheila and Skylar were finally able to go to the same school, and at that point, they were freshmen in high school. I'm sure they were, like, so excited about that. Imagine being, being friends with best somebody. friends, yeah, since second grade, and you live so far apart, and then you're getting into high school, which are, like, the crazier years where you're going it's out. Like and the perfect time. Yeah, and your best friend now is going to the same school as you. Yeah, so it was... I'm sure they were, like, ecstatic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Skylar's dad, Dave, and Sheila was part of their family, and they treated her as her own. Oh, I'm sorry. Skylar's dad, <laughs> Dave, said Sheila was part of their family, and they treated her as their own daughter. So they were really close. He, I mean, she considered her family as her own family. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, uh, some claim that Sheila used her sexuality to become more popular at her new school. Which, I mean, kids experiment, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of part of growing up. Yeah. So, that's kind of sad if people are, like, slut-shaming her for that. But at the same... Pretty shitty. Yeah, I guess at the same time, maybe people are saying it as part of her personality, though. Like, that's... Yeah. That was kind of how she was. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. At University High, the two met Rachel Schof, and they bonded. So, now it was three of them. It was Skylar, Sheila, and Rachel. Sheila became friends with Rachel first and introduced her to Skylar, and all three girls were only children, and Rachel's parents were divorced like Sheila's. So, so they, they had, like, a lot in common. Yeah, and they they probably all bonded over that and treated each other as each other's sisters in a way right. since they didn't have siblings. It was mutual, yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to jump to July 4th of 2012. The following that I'm about to read are tweets from Skylar Niece's phone, uh, Twitter account that have been since deleted. She put on July 4th, quote, it really doesn't take much to piss me off. And then a separate tweet said, quote, sick of being at fucking home. Thanks, quote unquote, friends. Love hanging out with you all too, end quote. Which I can totally relate to Skylar with those types of feelings in high school. It's like a, what do they call it when we were, subtweet. She was subtweeting them. Right. Like, (laughs) hint on hint. Yeah. Um, invite me places. Yeah. Like, stop like, leaving me out. hanging out. Yeah. Don't leave me out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, then July 5th, 2012, Skylar returned home to her family's apartment in Star City, West Virginia, after working a shift at Wendy's, and a tweet from her account on this day said, quote, you doing shit like this is why I can, capitalized, never <laughs> completely trust you. And then her last tweet was actually a retweet from a friend that said, quote, all I can do is hope. So obviously she was feeling really left out and probably betrayed by her friends in a way. Yeah. Um, like I said, I can totally relate. I had a lot of issues like that in high school where yeah, I feel like all I was always the cookie. oddball out. Yeah. yeah. 
like for some reason you always feel like you're the person who wasn't invited or yeah. like your second best in a way right. or just you get jealous especially with girls hanging out in groups of three there's always one, one usually that feels a little bit left out yeah and I feel like that's pretty common like mm-hmm. and you, there's so much emotion in high school yeah yeah so July 6th 2012 her apartment complex's surveillance video shows Skylar sneaking out of the apartment via her bedroom window at 12.30 a.m. Normal teenage girl stuff. Yep. She then was seen getting into the back seat of a four-door sedan, and it was later determined that the sedan belonged to Sheila. And her father said that she did not take her phone charger, her window was left open, and she planned on returning home. I mean, if a teenage girl didn't take her phone charger... And she left the window open right. so she could clearly get back inside. Without any, without having to, like, go through the front door and having and someone find her. Yeah. yeah. So her parents learned that she missed work that day, which prompted them to call 911. Yeah. And Skylar was invited to sneak out with her friends Sheila and Rachel. They were her best friends. Yeah. And her friends and family noted that Sheila was quote-unquote, a bad influence on both girls, and she was described as mean and controlling. And I saw that a lot of friends described her that way. Yeah. I wonder if they would have described her that way... Prior. Prior to everything that happened. Yeah. And, I mean, that could also just be... Maybe she has, like, a really strong personality. Sometimes that can be... Yeah, Yeah. like, especially if you have a dominant friend and then two more submissive friends who just, like, go along. Maybe they took... Saw that as controlling. Mm -hmm. Or I wonder if she actually was controlling and that was her personality and she was, like, really intense like that. I don't know. I mean, we can't look back into the past. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see what it was described as before. It was just after. Yeah. So, Skylar's cousin Kyle described Sheila as a bad seed, mm. and some of Skylar's friends avoided hanging out with her when she was around Sheila. So, clearly, yeah. some people did not like Sheila from the get-go, mm-hmm. even though Skylar's immediate family treated her like one of their own. And I feel like parents are sometimes so in the dark about things, and not, like, on purpose. Like, teenage girls hide everything from their parents. Right. And they could see one Per one kid as one way, and then when they're with their friends, they're completely different. Yeah, and you're not gonna, I mean, especially in front of parents, you're not gonna show your true, like, you're gonna act sweet, and that you're yeah, not gonna, you're gonna not act gonna like, like a like wild a... child in front right, of exactly their parents. Yeah. So, um, where was I? Da, 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 da. Skylar recently had a falling out with these two friends, so she was hesitant to go sneak out with them, but after numerous calls and texts between the girls, she decided to go, so I guess they were like, come on, like, they were convincing her, yeah, yeah, so some issues that had been happening were that, um, that were kind of, like, putting a rift in their friendship, Mm -hmm. during a sleepover in the summer of 2011, Sheila and Rachel became, became romantically involved, and Skylar saw this during the sleepover, leaving her the odd one out, Mm. And allegedly, she saw them having drunken sex, and which is kind of, like, very awkward. Even if that's happening between two of your friends, to do it right in front of you, that's, that's very extreme. that's awkward that it's your two friends, and, like, they know that you're there. That's weird. That's almost like them throwing it in her face in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, that's very... Like, extreme way. Very weird. Yeah. And... 
I think that even if that, like, even if those weren't your friends and that happened in front of you, it would be fucking weird. Yeah. You know? Seeing anybody. That's just creepy. Yeah. So, the sleepover ended with Skylar and Sheila arguing. Of course, yeah. I mean, I don't... I'd be blamed. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck? Why would you do that right in front of me? Like, that's weird. I'd be pissed. And the two girls... Skylar, meaning Skylar, I mean, um, Sheila and Rachel, Mm -hmm. they had boyfriends and were experimenting with drugs throughout their sophomore year in high school, so this is another reason Skylar began to drift from them. Yeah. Because they were kind of bonding over having boyfriends and doing drugs and drinking, and Skylar was kind of not part of that, in a way. for her. Yeah. And in the meantime, Sheila and Rachel were growing closer from... All of this. Bonding over yeah. being bad girls. <laughs> bad girls. <laughs> so then Skylar felt excluded, obviously, even though she knew their secrets. Yeah. And she tweeted September 6, 2011, quote, I tell the whole school all the shit I have on everyone, which is a lot. <laughs> Hashtag, if I could get away with it. Hmm. So... She definitely expressed herself, I felt like, through social media. Yeah. Which is what a lot of girls her age do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, like, pretty common. Especially in 2011, that's kind of when I feel like Twitter was more of a popular thing around then. It was definitely big, yeah. Not that it's not popular now, but... Yeah. Like, teenage girls would be using it for that Mm -hmm. reason, yeah. And Sheila and Rachel would dress alike, leaving Skylar out. That's just so petty, Yeah, which I have picture pictures of to post i mean they're not in the same exact clothes but they wear like like, striped shirts and jeans they clearly would text each other something the night before and be like hey let's wear a striped shirt and jeans yeah and like purposely try to leave her out which is so petty of them and just probably feeding her feelings of being kind of excluded I, i would be pissed yeah so would i i don't blame her so the girls headed northwest from star city towards blacksville via uh, route 19, and they had actually planned to travel along West Virginia Route 7, but turned around after spotting a state police car parked in front of a gambling lounge. So, they, so that spooked them. Yeah. They crossed the Pennsylvania state border and reached their destination, a place where the girls smoked marijuana often, and Sheila and Rachel actually brought with them kitchen knives, paper towels, bleach, cleaning cloths, clean clothes, and a shovel. And they were able to hide the knives, like, on themselves yeah. without Skylar knowing. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Once the girls were outside of the car, the girls told Skylar they forgot a lighter. So Skylar was like, oh, I'll go back to the car to get one. Yeah. I mean. What a nice Obviously, girl. she was a good friend yeah. and just didn't mind helping her friends out. I Even mean, though they betrayed her and, like, she agreed to meet with them regardless of the fact that she felt left out and, like... Yeah. <sighs> so then, when Skylar turned her back, Rachel and Sheila began counting to three, which is, I think, one of the most disturbing things of this is. whole thing. Like, oh, one, two, three, do it. Let's yeah. go. That's just... Like, why did you have to count? That's, that's so premeditated and disgusting to me. Yeah. Like, that they both know exactly what they were going to do. Ugh. And it's almost like when you're counting for, like, hide-and-go-seek. Like, it's like a game. A kid thing. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking... I don't... That's just disturbing. That disturbed me really deeply for some reason. Yeah. And they both began to stab St- Skylar after counting to three. 
So it was like one, two, three, and then they started stabbing her. Yeah. Like, how do you, I just don't get the mindset. Like, how are you physically capable of doing that to somebody you've been friends with? I honestly, I mean, we could talk about it more at the end, but I have theories on both girls that, yeah, let's just talk about it at the end, because I don't want to, like, get into more. Yeah, yeah. So, Skylar attempted to run, but Rachel tackled her, and Skylar managed to get the knife from Rachel, and she cut Rachel's knee in defense. (sighs) There were a couple other articles where I read she cut her ankle, mm. but most of the time I saw a knee. Okay. Um, Skylar managed to get the knife from Rachel, as I said, she, uh, she as she did this and cut Rachel's knee, Sheila continued to stab Skylar until there was complete silence. That part was disturbing Yeah, so while Skylar's fighting Rachel off, Sheila's just, like, continuously stabbing her. They ganged up on her. There's no way that she could have survived this situation that she was put in. Yeah. According to Rachel, um, quote, niece's neck stopped making gurgling sounds. So, like, they were listening for her basically to stop, like, breathing, taking her last breath, which is just so disturbing to me. And just no, like, without remorse whatsoever. Like, you're just standing, like... You're not even trying to help her being like, oh my god, I made a horrible decision. No. It, you're just waiting, basically. Yeah. And Skylar niece was stabbed over 50 times, and her last words were, quote, why? I literally want to cry. Me too. That was another thing that deeply disturbed me. Like, obviously, that's her thought at that moment. Why are you trying to kill me? Like, she doesn't even know why they're doing this. And then, and she... I think it's also sad she died not knowing why. Like I she really thought hope she was she going. She has peace now in some way, but that that it was just that was disgusting. To yeah, me. the fact that she went out to with her friends and they just did this and she didn't even know why. She probably thought that they were kind of on like you know they were having issues and maybe this was a way to get back to their mm-hmm. normal. Like oh let's smoke and talk it out. Yeah. 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 So Sheila. Rachel and Sheila then attempted to bury her body by a creek, but the soil was too rocky and hard to dig up, so they decided to cover her body with rocks, branches, and dirt. Like, great idea. Which also just shows, though, the fucks they gave. Yeah. Like, let me just toss you know, dirt on Yeah, her. like, uh, let's just, like, cover her with stuff and leave. Like, yeah. that's fucking awful. It's disgusting. And the two girls then returned to their car, cleaned up the murder scene, and disposed of their body, or of their bloody clothes before returning home. So, so they, they kind of just, like, went, cleaned themselves up, went home. Yeah. Which is just so unremorseful. It makes me sick. I know. That was on July 6th, mm-hmm. um, 2012. So I'm going to jump forward a day, um, July 7th. Sheila says, she tweets, happy birthday, quote-unquote happy birthday, to a friend, literally the day after she killed Skylar. So, Just like, acting like nothing happened. Yeah. Just going on with her daily life. It's just, it's sickening. Mm-hmm. Months later, she kept tweeting typical teenager tweets like, watching TV, you know, things about school, hating homework, whatever. So she was basically just trying to put on the facade that nothing had happened. Or she, like, really just was acting not putting on a facade but like acting like nothing happened because she actually didn't care at all exactly like she was like she didn't have any empathy at all yeah november 5th 2012 which was a few months later she tweeted quote no one on this earth can handle me and rachel if you think you can you're wrong 
end quote. <laughs> Just let that fucking sink in. She's shoving it in everybody's face, basically. Like, she, they don't know, obviously, that this had happened mm-hmm. yet. But, like, that she is a murderer. Yeah. And that, I don't know, making it sound like her and Rachel are, like, this badass, this badass team. tag yeah. team. Yeah. It's disgusting. So, I'll jump forward to the investigation. Skylar was initially considered a runaway, and therefore an Amber Alert was not immediately posted for her, which is horrible, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, she was a teenager. The police, you know, I'm sure they were doing their job diligently, but, you know, they expected her to just be a runaway because of her age. But at the same time... I feel like that didn't really make sense with her character. Right. Like, I'm sure her parents fought for that. Yeah. But just the fact that they saw no struggle, like... And her window was open. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they just thought, you know, she's a runaway. Yeah. There was an early tip that came in from somebody that said that they saw Skylar in North Carolina, but then that was later determined to not be her, so that was kind of discounted. Mm-hmm. Skylar's parents posted missing flyers on the... Um, Monongan... Okay, I'm gonna say this wrong. Monongalia, I think. Monongalia County region. So they posted flyers in that area. Sheila was the first person to be interviewed, as her sedan was the one that was seen on the surveillance video that we mentioned earlier, is what basically the last time Skylar was seen anywhere. Mm -hmm. So she was seen getting into Sheila's sedan. She admitted, Sheila admitted to picking up Skylar, but then stated that she dropped her off an hour later at the end of her driveway of her apartment. She told Skylar's mom that the three of them had been driving around town at night getting high before she and Rachel dropped Skylar off. And so, they, like, they're making it, they're making a reason for their car being on video camera, but then they're being like, oh, we dropped her off, something was to happen to her after that. Yeah, and they said that they dropped her off at the end of the driveway to not so her lights wouldn't be seen and wouldn't wake up the parents parents, yeah yeah. so that was her brilliant idea of what happened which was obviously false Mm -hmm. on september 10th 2012 which was two months after the murder the fbi joined forces with the west virginia state police to search for skylar and they began interviewing her classmates trying to get some information on what had happened to her December 28, 2012, Rachel suffered a nervous breakdown, and Rachel was taken to the Chestnut Ridge, uh, which was a psychiatric hospital in Morgantown. So, it was finally getting to her. Mm-hmm. What she had done was wrong. On Janu- or keeping the secret of yeah, what she did. Yeah, exactly. Like, the secret was killing yeah. her. Yeah. On January 3rd, 2013... That's when she was released from the uh, psychiatric hospital. Rachel ended up admitting to plotting um, with Sheila to to kill Skylar, which, I mean, I just can't imagine, like, I don't know, just being in that mental institution, hopefully somebody, she admitted it in there and somebody was like, you need to go and admit. I heard that, or read, I'm sorry, I read also, I don't think we wrote it down, that when she was in that psychiatric hospital, mm-hmm. Sheila went and visited her in there. Oh, my God. So, they were, like, talking about what the fuck to do in there. So, Maybe she was, Sheila like, was don't checking say in anything. if she said anything. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And she even posted a picture on her Twitter, <clears throat> Sheila did, of her with Rachel, and it said something like, finally reunited or something, but it was with her in the psychiatric hospital. Oh, my God. So, she was, like, don't say anything and no... Yeah. Or they were coming up with some kind of other 
plan, maybe. And then when like she story. got out, like, her pa- like she yeah. went to this and, like, went and told them. Yeah, so she told her parents, and they took her straight to her attorney's office, where an interview was arranged with Corporal Gats- Gaskins and a federal polygraph examiner. So a few questions into the interview, Rachel admitted, quote, we stabbed her. Rachel said that she did this because they, quote, didn't like her and didn't want to be friends with her anymore. Then don't fucking be friends with her. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to fucking kill her. Literally, they could have just said that to her. We don't like you. We don't want to be friends with you anymore. She would have gotten over it. Yeah. And meanwhile, she was tweeting this stuff. So clearly she knew the friendship was on the rocks. And they're the ones who fucking convinced her to hang out with them. Like, what? Like, she didn't even need to hang out with them. I know. And, like, if you don't like somebody, you don't have to fucking kill them. We, we would be in a lot of trouble if that was the yeah. case. Public service announcement. <sighs> if you don't want to be friends with anyone anymore... Don't kill them. Just don't be friends with them anymore. Don't kill them. Don't take them out to the woods and kill them because you don't want to be friends. Like, what? So, Rachel said that she and Sheila had planned Nisa's murder while in science class together. Like, typical science activity. That's, like, so activity. nonchalant. Like, that's, like, so... That's like talking about your weekend fucking plans when you're a teenager. Like, we're going to go have a sleepover. Like, no, we're going to murder our best friend. Yeah. In si- like, talking about it in science class. The plan was to pick up Skylar from her house at night and drive to a remote area to smoke marijuana. Once they were in the woods, the plan was to count to three. So that was part of the plan. Stab her. So that was part of the plan. Yeah. So they literally sat there doodling in science, talking about... How, like, what to do, and one of them was like, let's count to three first. Yeah. Like, that's, like... Like, that's so, our cue. That's so fucking weird. It's disgusting. Ugh. Um, so, Sheila continued to act like everything was normal when Rachel was, you know, confessing all this stuff. She tweeted on January 8th, 2013, quote, staying home on a Tuesday is the best because Law & Order SVU is on all day. I don't even know what to say. Me either. I mean, I love Law and Order SVU, and I'm not a murderer, but the fact that this girl murdered someone and was sitting home watching that disturbs me. It's just, she had no empathy. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, I'm sitting home and just, like, watching this, and... Yeah. So then, Skylar's dad, Dave, then came out and stated that these two girls were Skylar's best friends... And Sheila and her mom even helped Skylar's family look for her by putting up those missing flyers. So, so she was acting, not only acting like everything was normal and tweeting like everything but was helping normal. But helping find her. The fa- and helping her family. Yeah. They, she actually went around knocking on doors asking people about her missing friend when she very well knew where she was and what had happened to her. I just don't get, like, I just don't get how this is even humanly possible for somebody to be this fucked up. Yeah. I had also read somewhere that, um, Skylar's mom made a comment about, like, seeing Sheila crying in a room at their house over Skylar being missing. Really? Yeah. So I wonder if she literally was, like, just sitting in her room and when she heard someone walking down the hallway would pretend to cry or something because how the fuck are you actually shedding real tears when you did this i don't and while people are out there trying to find her and you know where she's at you can't even give the family the justification of knowing where their daughter's at 
And she was your best friend since second grade. It's just... Disgusting. So, January 16th, 2013, after Rachel's confession, she led police to Skylar's body. Finally. And during the following months, Rachel was allowed to roam free because investigators were gathering evidence against her and Sheila. Because at this point, Sheila still hadn't confessed, and they were just trying to find stuff to basically have against her. her. Yeah. Yeah. March 13th, 2013, U.S. Attorney William J. Illenfeld II issued a press release stating they found Skylar's body in Wayne Township, Greene County, Pennsylvania, on January 16th, 2013. So that's when they released a statement. Mm -hmm. And Sheila tweets this same day, quote, Rest easy, Skylar. You'll always, in capital letters, be my best friend. I miss you more than you could ever know. I'm puking. I honestly want to rip this fucking girl's head off. Like, with this tweet. What the hell is wrong with you? You'll always be my best friend. And that, also, a tweet like that is, like, such a pity tweet when you're you're the murderer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that, like, someone who's actually missing their best friend, obviously would post something like that, and people are going to be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Da-da-da. She wanted sympathy she, right, for her friend being dead. She, she killed, killed her, her mm-hmm. and posted that. That's so disturbing. Yeah. And she attached pictures of her and Skylar together with this tweet, yeah. and she also tweets, quote, worst day of my whole life on the same day. Which, like, I'm sorry, the day that you, you killed your best her? friend yeah. wasn't the worst day of your life, the yeah. day that everybody found out. Was the worst yeah. day of your life? Bitch, get your priorities straight. That's just disgusting. Ugh. I hate people. I hate Sheila. <laughs> I hate Sheila. Me too. <laughs> fucking, no. Fucking bitch. Okay. April for... I'm getting really heated. Me too. <laughs> my this blood, is pissing me off. My blood's actually Because you know how, like, girls can be mean, but, like, this is a whole other level. Yeah. It's just gross. Yeah. This... <sighs> April 1st, 2013, Sheila tweets, quote... We really did go on three. Okay, I I retract what I just said before. This tweet makes me want to rip her head off. Yeah. We really did go on three. First of all, that's taunting. taunting. People. Yeah, because they technically don't have her statement saying she did it yet. And then she wanted to be caught. You know? In a way, or she's, or she's a psychopath and didn't think she would get caught. True. You know, like, why would you tweet that? We really did go on three. And how can you tweet that as a human being? It's not like you killed an aunt. Like, this is your best friend. No, and it's not like you're, like, taking a shot and you're, like, one, two, three, uh, like, yeah. prepping yourself. Like, you're... You're about to stab you somebody You did that to death. and killed someone. And not only killed someone, but killed someone that was your best friend since second grade. Mm-hmm. That's just, I don't know. I, I can't wrap my mind around this girl. Me either. The next day, she tweets, quote, They say you remember the past better than it really was. Fucking disgusting. Piece of shit. So now we're going to... so mad. I know. <laughs> I really hate... Sheila, if you listen to podcasts in court and somehow come across this, I fucking hate you. Yeah, you're a bitch. Sorry for the cursing. We're well. We curse when we're passionate. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Which is like almost all the time, but especially when we're really angry. I feel like I don't swear very much though during like our funny like haunted places episode because like you know it's not like I am pissed off right now. I know. Yeah. No, my blood's actually boiling, and I'm I'm my eyes my vision's going a little blurry. I'm like, I'm 
Bren's gonna pass out. Bren's gonna pass out. Really mad right now. All right, so I'm gonna jump into court now. And on May 1st, 2013, Rachel Schof surrendered herself to authorities and she had her first day in court. And this actually was part, I think, of her agreement was that yeah. she would surrender herself. Right. She pled guilty to second-degree murder, and the court transcript indicated that other students overheard conversations between Rachel and Sheila about the murder plot, but failed to report it thinking they were joking. So this was before they even murdered Skylar. Yeah. And students thought they were joking, that they were going to murder someone. If you hear somebody talking about murder, tell somebody. Don't let it go. (laughs) Unless it's like a true crime. Someone who likes true crime and they're talking about murder. Okay, that's different. But, like, a plan to murder someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's never a fucking joke. And if someone's joking about that, they need to seek medical attention. attention. Yeah. Okay, I can be like, ugh, like, you know, like, sarcastically. Oh, my God, kill me. Oh, my God, kill me. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, not for real talking about a plan to kill someone. Not, I'm going to murder someone, and we're going to count to three, and then we're going to we're gonna lead her to the woods and Yeah, and her. little Billy's in the back, like, oh, you guys. Yeah. That's a joke. Ugh, not uh, a joke. No. And I'm sorry, usually when someone's joking, like, oh, kill me, you say that, you're not like, oh, I'm going to murder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't use that terminology when you're joking. Yeah, no. And you don't joke about murdering someone. No. It never is a joke. No. Something bad always happens. Yeah. Same thing. Like, if you hear overhear someone saying they're going to bring a gun to school, they're going to do it. it. They're going to do it. I actually have... I'm going to just, like, stop for a sec. I, in high school... If, and anyone who's listening who went to high school with me, maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't, and now you're going to hate me for it. Oh, no. Because there were people who were mad at me for it. When I was in high school, we were at lunch one day, and some of my friends went to the girls' bathroom, and they found something written on the wall that said, tick, tick, boom, 1215. Oh, my God, that's a bomb yeah. threat. Yeah, okay, it was a bomb threat. They came back, and they told me, and were afraid to report it, and I was like, no, I'm telling a teacher because I'd rather not get blown, possibly blown up. <laughs> so I went and They were pissed? Me, no, I went and told a teacher, yeah. okay, and anyone who was in kid- oh, I shouldn't say my school name, anyone who was, anyone who was in my high school during this time will remember this day, yeah. because... They evacuated the whole school, and we all had to sit in a football field for the entire rest of the day. Everyone got sunburn and dehydration. Holy shit. Did they find out who did it? Well, um, yeah, they did, but I was like, I'd rather have fucking sunburn than be in bits and pieces. Be exploded. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone found out, well, not everyone, people found, some people found out that it was me and my friends who reported it and they were all pissed off. And I was like, what, what the fuck do you expect me to do? Oh my God. Yeah. I had a kid threaten to bring a gun in high school the next day because somebody was pissing him off. And my memory sucks, but I'm pretty sure we got, like, an email from the school that night, like, saying that it was taken care of and, like, the person was, like, out of school for oh a while. Oh, my God. But, yeah, he literally was like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm bringing it tomorrow. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. It was like, and I, I remember being so pissed off because at one point, the police came onto the football field <sighs> and grabbed me and my friends and marched us across the whole football field in front of everyone oh to God. ask us questions. But That's meanwhile, like people are staring and I'm like, 
they're gonna think we, that you are we're gonna, to they're gonna the think school. we wrote about the bomb they're gonna think we wrote tick tick boom and I'm like I didn't, like after I'm like I like I I reported it I did not write it they should have like figured that out before that situation though like they should have not like not marched across, across the entire the football field, field. Yeah. yeah oh my god yeah but it was moral of the story if you see a bomb threat on the ball on the wall who the fuck cares if people are going to be mad at you for reporting it? Report that. Even if you get dehydrated and sunburned. <laughs> yeah. That's Everyone a result. so mad. <laughs> and I'm like, you should be happy. You were, like, tanning on a football field for the yeah, rest of the day. Get over it. Come on. And you, and you didn't explode. Exactly. All right. So, <clears throat> back to the story. So, I'm trying to see where I was. Okay. So, the court scran- transcript indicated these students overheard it. Yep. And basically Rachel had agreed to testify against Sheila in any trial. That was part of her deal as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah. she's already kind of like not yeah. turning against her but but turning putting herself her. first. Yeah. Yeah. And Rachel pleased or I'm sorry, Rachel pleaded guilty to murder in the second degree by quote unlawfully feloniously, willfully, maliciously, and intentionally causing the death of Skylar Niece by stabbing her and causing her fatal injuries. And in the plea agreement, the state of West Virginia recommended a sentence of 40 years in jail. She was sentenced to 30 years in prison and eligible for parole after 10. And Rachel's family issued a, a public apology via their lawyer about, like, her actions. Yeah. And then Sheila was actually at a Cracker Barrel with her mother on this day, the same day that Rachel surrendered herself. Mm-hmm. And she was arrested in the parking lot of Cracker Bet Barrel. Bet she ain't going to Cracker Barrel anymore. <laughs> yep. You Serves you all right. So September 4th, 2013, West Virginia prosecutors publicly identified Sheila as the second alleged perpetrator and announced she is to be tried as an adult. And September 6, 2013, Sheila was uh, indicted by a grand jury with one count of kidnapping and one count of first-degree murder and one count of conspiracy to commit murder. And she pleaded not guilty. Disgusting human. I don't understand how she still thought she could possibly... Get get away with it? (laughs) Get away with it or not be guilty of this crime. Like that? Gross. She is a disgusting human being. And the, her, so the date of the trial was set for January 28th, 2014, but Sheila ended up changing her plea to guilty, which I'm, I'm assuming her lawyer was like, there's You're no way idiot. around this. Yeah. Yeah. We can't win. Yeah. And she was sentenced to life in prison, quote, with mercy on January 24th, 2014, and this basically meant that under West Virginia's law, she's eligible for parole after 15 years. They shouldn't have given her parole. I mean, we've all seen, though, in Adnan Saeed's case, like, even when you get parole, it doesn't mean you're getting uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know. Skylar's father, Dave, has sworn that he will be at every one of Sheila's parole hearings to make sure she never walks free. Which, Good. go Dave Niece. You know. Because. protective father. Sheila does not deserve to walk free. No. Ever. This next bar pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. And both Rachel and Sheila are incarcerated at Lakin Correctional Center in Mason County. Why do they get to be together? I don't even... Uh, like, so they could be like, haha, our I plan wonder if succeeded. they even, like, 
talk anymore or not not that that matters but like I are too. they like buddy buddy in prison and just like living their are life they like you turn me in yeah yeah i don't know i have no idea so one positive that did come out of this horrible horrible tragedy is skylar's law and basically this modifies west virginia's amber alert plan and it requires amber alerts for all missing children and not only those believed to have been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So, basically, if this was around during the time that Skylar um, had passed away, she would have been on Amber Alert the second that her parents reported her missing. Right. Instead of it taking a little while. Yeah, even if they thought she was a runaway, right. she would have been on... She, an Amber Alert would have gone out for her. Yeah. West Virginia Governor Earl Ray Tomblin signed into the legislation into law in May of 2013. This is a little off topic, but kind of funny. We're drinking Earl Grey, and this is Earl Grey. I know, I thought the same thing. (laughs) I was like, I saw it, and I was like, I better not say Earl Grey. I better not say Earl Grey. (laughs) The flavor is Earl. We have Earl Grey flavor in our coffee. Notes, yeah. And the the governor is Earl Grey. (laughs) Well, thank you, Governor Earl Ray Tomlin, for signing that letter. Law, law into re- legislation. I can't talk. Law yeah. into legislation. In May, yeah. That's awesome. Skylar's parents transformed the site of her death into a memorial for her. Dave, which is her father, told a 2020 interviewer, quote, this is all his quote, something horrible happened here, but I want to take the horrible thing that happened here and try to turn it into something good. A place that people can come and remember Skylar and remember the good little girl she was and mm-hmm. not the little beast they treated her like. And it's true. They treated her like a, an animal. Yeah. And well, they was, were they were the animals. I know. I know. That makes me sick. It's horrible. Yeah. And that's the end of it. Um, I mean, not that it was good, but the law was signed into legislation, so that was something positive that came out of this. Right, because that, that is going future, to help yeah. Yeah, future children and future te- or and or teens yeah. that go missing, yeah. even if they're runaways or not. Mm-hmm. it'll hopefully help them to be found before something happens like what happened to Skylar. Yeah, it was so unfortunate. I feel horrible for her family that now have to deal with the the result of what happened that day. Yeah, awful. Um, I think that even in the pictures that we're going to post, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird because they all look so happy together. It's hard to imagine that Skylar's light was dimmed because of them. I know. And this might just be me, like, subconsciously saying this because I know the story. But in all of the pictures, Skylar looks so innocent compared to the other two. Yeah. Like, they look like they're more mature and they... More on the wild side in a way. And she looks so innocent compared to both of them. Yeah. Which is weird, too, because Rachel, not that I want to talk more about these horrible people, mm-hmm. but her family was very religious. They were probably devastated. She was probably, well, maybe that's part, if she was raised, like, strict religious. Yeah. She's an only child. Maybe that's what kind of enticed her like about her Sheila, yeah. is that she could be, like, more, like, have a wild side with her, you know what I mean? Yeah. What... What were your opinions of them? As far as, like, them as humans, like, why they did this? Yeah. I think Sheila 
had serious mental issues. Was like, like the I think she was like, one. Yeah, yeah, she was the dominant one. Rachel kind of followed in her plans, no matter what they were, just because just having that companionship of being a best friend with somebody, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they had like a sexual relationship as well. Mm-hmm. But I think Sheila was a psychopath. I think she had psychopathic tendencies, mm-hmm. and she had no remorse for what she did. That's what I was gonna say. I think no. I think hundred percent. Sheila was either a psychopath or a sociopath. Yeah, and she didn't care. Yeah. And who knows? At I mean, when they were younger and they met in second grade, maybe as time grew, since obviously she knew Skyla really well, she was able to like manipulate or mimic emotion and act like as she got older and she was growing more into these uh, sociopathic tendencies maybe she was like able to manipulate her more into thinking they were best friends when really like she could give two shits about her you know what I mean exactly and then yeah I agree with you where I think not that not that at all that Rachel isn't at fault because she fully is at fault, but I feel like she definitely was sucked into Sheila's yeah um, manipulation and yeah, it doesn't excuse what she did. No, but. she's obviously still had some mental issues of her own to be to not be like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm telling someone about this, and that brings to mind like I feel like for me, when people go to court and they say they plead the insanity. And that they were mentally ill and they, you know, they weren't medicated properly. I understand that. But at the same time, to be able to do this kind of crime, how are you not mentally unstable in some way, shape, or form? Right, you're and not why is You're that, not a normal human being. Right, and why is that potentially excusing your behavior? Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I feel like there's different levels of mental illness, I obviously. Agree. And like we've mentioned in other episodes, there are psychopaths out there who never murder someone. Yeah. Like... Whether, I mean, whether you're a psychopath or mentally ill or not, if you murder someone... It's a problem. You're going to be held accountable for it and should be held accountable for it. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like Sheila has no remorse and never did and... Rachel clearly did, but... it Yeah, but still obviously murdered someone. Yeah. And I just, in all of it, I feel so bad for, as usual, for the victim's family... They are the ones that have to suffer the yeah. results and of I feel this. so bad for Skylar because it seems like she just wanted to be back on good terms with her best friends, and that's, like, all she was thinking about, and... That's so disturbing that that's what she had to live through, and... Yeah. That was how she's remembered now, basically, to the public. Yeah. Poor Angel. I know. Yeah, so remember, if you want to be featured on next week's episode, to send us a DM with your spooky story. Or an email. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll set up a time to talk about it. And you could be featured on our next episode. How cool is that? Yeah, and it, it could even be something creepy that's happened to you, an experience yeah, like you've had. Like a haunting paranormal thing. Yeah, or true crime yeah. related. Could be really anything. Yeah. We just want to hear from you. And interact with you. Yeah. (laughs) So let us know. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.
For more information regarding this case and our resources, follow us at Crime Cults and Coffee on Instagram and Facebook.